Hello, podcast listeners. This is Gregory Rutchick. It is Tuesday, September 24th, and welcome to First Marathon. We are less than four weeks from the Ventura Marathon, and sure enough, on Sunday, during my three-hour long run, that's how I was to do it, not by distance, but by time, and I was supposed to run very slow, uh, I would say at about two hours and 20 minutes, my left knee at my IT band, right at the knee, um, right on the left side of the patella, you know, the kneecap, got a sharp pain. Um, I knew what it was. Um, you know, the IT band connects, I think actually on the inside of the knee, but uh, a knee pain is often IT band related. Um, so of course I, I did some quick stretches. I shut my watch off, did some quick stretches through some tape under my patella around my knee. And I finished my three hours. Um, the pain didn't come back, you know, that sharp pain didn't come back, but you know, I've got a clicking in my knee, which is something I've had before. Um, and, uh, so what did I do? Well, yesterday I went for a long walk, did a lot of stretches. Um, I took a bath, a jacuzzi bath, and uh, I did wall sets with my weight on my heels. Um, you know, before I ran, I, I knew I had this clicking and I really did, I thought, a pretty good job of rolling my IT band, but I'm going to roll it even more. Today I think I'm going to probably... I mean, today's a rest day. Today's Tuesday. And uh, so, you know, these things happen. Um, I'm, uh, you know, you, of course, the first thing you think of is, oh, my God, what if this happens during, during the race, the beginning of the race? You know, I'm not going to even entertain that, except I'm going to be prepared if it does happen. And that's what we're going to talk about today on this podcast. First marathon, you can reach me at G-A-R-U-T-C-H on Instagram or text me. I'm thrilled to see readership or listening ship has increased. And uh, as I try to achieve, as I achieve uh, my goal of running three marathons in 12 months, um, pretty excited. Um, As I mentioned, my best friend from high school, Michael, will be flying from Boulder to join me. This was his race. He picked this race. And... uh, we are running it together, um, obviously separately together. Michael has uh, probably run a dozen marathons, and uh, soon I'll have three under my belt. Uh, I'm not looking to count chickens before they hatch. I'm just kind of visualizing my finish. And I think I went over that last time, you know, talking about visualization and uh, visualizing, you know, basically what. It looks like and feels like as I come through the finish, uh, strong, proud, and uh, and comfortable. Strong, proud, and comfortable. That's that's my mantra. Um, I uh, I think it's important to see myself from the finish all the way back to now, so that my body is uh, comfortable with the success that I plan, and it is uh, already kind of gone through. Um, the uh, steps of, uh, you know, muscle memory and brain memory. Um, I'm going to turn off Casey. 
KQED in the background here because it's clearly, um, it's clearly uh, making sound that is interrupting our podcast. Um, so what did I do differently? Well, let's see. Let's just talk about what I did do. I rolled. I got up. I wanted to get out of the house by 8 on Sunday. So I got up at 7 and I, uh, I made my breakfast, had my oatmeal, had my coffee. I used my hypervice uh, massage tool to roll my muscles, my IT bands, my quads, my calves. I have now set it at three, which is a little amazing. Um, it's clear to me that one of the main issues is my hips. My hips are, are very tight. Um, I can feel it in my, uh, you know, in, up around my hip bone and then into my piriformis and glutes. And uh, I think uh, pigeon pose has got to be a bigger part of my life. Um, it's not. It's supposed to be, but it's not. Um, the temperature was good. It was started the morning at about really high 60s. But by the end, uh, by noon, around the time I finished, you know, including stopping for lights and everything, um, took me more than three hours to get the thing done. Um, it was in the low 80s. Um, it was getting hot. Uh, I had 900 calories in my pack. I put into my uh, ultimate direction minimalist uh, hydration pack. Uh, tailwind, Tailwind Nutrition, which is the nutrition that I drink. Um, it is about 300 calories a scoop, I think. Or is it 200 calories a scoop? I'll have to look at that again. I think it might be 200 calories. I'm going to look. I forget. It could be only 100 calories a scoop now that I think about it. might be just 100 calories a scoop. Yeah. So I have two kinds. I've got caffeinated and non-caffeinated. And, uh, uh, you know, interestingly enough, yeah, it is 100 calories a scoop. Um I do feel a bit over it, I guess, is probably the easiest way. I mean, it's, it's, it's a drink that it's not that its flavor is oppressive, but I think maybe the caffeinated is too much. I don't know that I need as much caffeinated. It kind of really riles me up a little bit more mentally. Um, you know, I don't feel it in the body so much, um, but I think I'm going to try to stave off some of the, I'm going to just put in less caffeinated. Um, you know, the, the issue becomes that I need, so I, need, I had 900 calories, almost finished it. It was very easy to use. The vest, no chafing, very light vest. I almost feel nothing, which is great. I love having my arms free. My shoulders seem to be used to the weight. You know, two liters of liquid on your back isn't nothing, um, but it's probably... A couple of pounds, you know. Um, I mean, it could be five pounds. I really, I gotta weigh it. See, I'm curious, and I'm really curious. Um, but what's in, you know, the, the the drinking out of the hose and all that's a very comfortable, very easy, no leakage. No, you do hear the floppage, you know, um, as you begin to drink, and uh, you know the sloshing sound. It's not unnerving. It's just you hear it. It's a little distracting. Um, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to take in, uh, I think I decided I need 1,400 calories for the marathon, which is about half of what my body burns 
in a four and a half hour marathon. Yes, I said it. My my A plan is a 430, uh, which would be a PR for me. And uh, so I'm going to need 1400 calories, which is another five scoops uh, into my bladder, um, which is fine. But I think I'm quite frankly wonder about uh, water, just plain old water. So what I may do is I may just, I got to look up the aid stations and see what the status of the aid stations are on this race um, so that I can plan accordingly. Or what my plan is, is to basically bring a container of water. You know, I've got a hand, a hand carry, which is probably a pretty good idea just to give myself enough hydration. Um, I wore my compression socks. You know, I go with the uh, compression caps, and then on top of the feet, I have my smart wools. No problems there. I'm wearing my Alta Ultra sneakers, which I love, my Paradigms which are extremely comfortable, lots of toe space, no real problems there. I mean, no problems at all there. Um, I'm wearing my Nike. Uh, I've got a pair of shorts that I've been really training in and really like. Um, I think what I like about them is the liner. I love running with the... I like that that shorts now. Some of them have a liner. Um, I, I don't like a long liner that comes down you know, past the shorts themselves. Um, and, uh, but I think it, it does reduce, having some liner reduces chafing. That being said, um, I thought I Vaselined enough, but I ended up with quite a bit of unnecessary chafing. Um, and that is, you know, I, I, I thought I was going to have chafing where, near where the uh, vest was, but I, I did not. Um, I had chafing you know, where most people have chafing. Um, And uh, we'll leave it at that. So, note to self, add additional additional Vaseline. Um, Additional Vaseline, you know, there's not, that's not much, uh, not much to it. Uh, I'll have to remind myself. Um, Sunglasses, hats, suntan lotion, that's about it. You know, and my earphones, my Jaybirds, I carry the case with me in the vest, and uh, at about, I would say about the time my knee gave way, my, so did my earphones. So they lasted a good two, it's not long enough, quite frankly, but 220, 230, you know, before the announcer said battery low, recharge. Um, but that's fine. Um, I ran pretty much the remainder of the 40 minutes without any music, um, just kind of you know, focused on my mantra, which is there is no problem. There is no problem. There is no problem. There is no problem. I mean, that's, you know, if you remember and you followed me all the way back to New York, fear was a big part of my New York race. I had awoken two nights before with the uh, right calf uh, pain um, that I had had experienced during training. I had had this right high Solia's muscle, I believe it's called. It's on the inside of the calf strain that happened. Um, uh, when did it first happen? I think it actually first happened here in LA during a training run, um, during like my first 16 mile long run. 
way before I ever knew about calf sleeves. I mean, after all, I didn't know about calf sleeves until the night before the New York Marathon, thanks to Rebecca Hudson and her husband, Larry. Um, And I am a devotee now of the calf sleeve. But anyway, I woke two nights before the New York Marathon and, you know, basically was concerned during the marathon and prepared for the possibility that I'd have to pull the, you know, the ship over to the side and massage out the calf muscle. But I didn't have to do that. But I thought about it. And, you know, my trainer reminded me when I visualize my finishing the race to also visualize myself not having a big deal, having a calf strain, pulling over the side, massaging it out, walking a little bit and continuing to run. I didn't have to do that, but I was prepared to do it. And, uh, and yet, most of my New York Marathon was um, a very mindful, as you may recall, um, combination of I'm okay, there is no problem. I'm okay, there is no problem. And I stayed in a detached mental state. Uh, I mean, it was tremendous. It was a tremendous experience. It went by faster, I think, than the LA Marathon. Um, not sure why. The LA Marathon was harder, but it was. I mean, the, or maybe it was the early hills, the hill streets of downtown LA. Um, not, they weren't hard at the time, but, you know, cumulatively. You know, by mile 13, you know, I was at a 220, and I was like, oh, damn. And that was because when I started LA, my heart rate was way too high. Couldn't figure it out. I started with, you know, started, I ran an 11 minute first or second mile. It killed me, you know, at the right at the beginning. And uh, why was my heart rate high? I don't know. Was it a big deal? No. What does it teach me? Uh, I'm not completely sure yet whether I need to do what I did in LA, which was calm myself down until I could get into a heart rate that's low enough or just forge ahead and let my body fight a natural heart rate. I don't have enough experience yet, but what I do know is I much prefer, my body prefers, it's much more comfortable in the 120 to 130 range or lower. I mean, heck, you know, I ran three hours. I'm going to look it up now and uh, let's see, what was my heart rate? My average heart rate was 116. Now, my cadence was 164, which you'll remember um, I've strived towards 180. That's my goal. My goal cadence is 180. But, um, you know, keeping my heart rate low and having a 116 as an average heart rate, I'll take that every day, any day. Um, You know, some would say that I'm not pushing myself hard enough, but fuck some. I'm the one that's running. And I want to finish strong, comfortable, and uh, proud. Strong, comfortable, and proud. I mean, that's basically the goal, you know? And uh, this isn't, you know, I'm not looking to kill myself when I finish. You know, I read Stephanie Bruce, who's an Olympic Olympian, and she's, you know, running again in the Olympic trials. You know, she often talks about vomiting on the side of the race. And um, that, you know, I'm not interested in that. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I don't need that. I don't know why I don't need that for myself. I mean, this is, you know, I can see the edges of my limits. I don't need to get there. Um, anyway, so this marathon will be a celebration. Um, one of the great things I listen to is podcasts. Um, I love uh, Candace Burt's 
um, Run Candace Run podcast and Training for Ultra, two of my favorite, and Billy Yang, three of my favorite uh, running podcasts. And in, in Candace Burt's podcast, I also listened to, as you know, Tara Brock and Krista Tippett, but um, with regards to running, Candace Burt interviewed, I think, Tracy Abrams, who is a, I believe she's a nurse and she's an ultra runner. And she, or someone else said, the run itself is the celebration of all the training you've done. And I firmly believe that because, and, and what I didn't know, which is so obvious, you know, you see somebody on the tennis court playing a game, uh, in a doll or whoever it is, or even you see somebody in your high school or college. Um, the game itself is not, uh, does not describe at all what has gone into getting them there daily, hourly, sometimes two to four hours a day of work um, for sometimes at least three months um, for, for running a marathon and doing it in a way that's joyful. Um, I would say that uh, it's at least three months and it's potentially two hours of something a day. Um, even if it's recovery, two hours of good recovery, um, that's a lot of work. And you don't see that when you, when you see the, uh, the person out there in the run. You think, oh, they're running a marathon. No, they've been running a marathon. They're running the marathon at the end. What they've been doing for the last four months leading up to that marathon is daily work. Daily work. And uh, that's, that's where the real... That's where the real, uh, incredible, um, you know, hard, you know, sometimes you're tra- You're usually training harder than you, than you, um, so you're looking for something. Usually you're training harder than you actually will even run the marathon. I mean, because you want to basically have a cushion of uh, strength, cardio, physical preparation. You know, for the for the actual race. Um, you know, bottom line is is that the day of the race, the day of the exam, the day of the performance is not uh, does not reflect the work that has gone into you know preparing for that event. It's so much more, so much more. Um, what else? Um, it is a celebration. It is, uh, it is also a reflection, you know, as some of you know, I have a, a sick one at home and uh, it has been very difficult and I run for her and, uh, you know, it's a sacrifice that she's making to recover um, and she'll be back, but it's been a, a much longer road than any of us have anticipated um, and that is... Uh, not does not go unnoticed. Um, just a note, quick to our sponsors. Um, magic. You know about the magic pad? This is a this is a, a foam magic a foam pad called Magic White or Magic Pad that they sell in the supermarket that will literally erase marks on a wall. Um, just wet the thing and do what I'm doing now, which is rubbing the wall. Um, and it's really quite something how miraculously scrapes and fingerprints come right off the wall. If I only had a sponsor, one day I will. 
Uh, I also want to visualize the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, looking out one year, one year from now, the Tokyo Olympics will be long complete, and uh, somehow I will be in Japan between now and then, um, maybe even bringing a group of people to Japan, to Kyoto, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. And uh, I just want to visualize that. All right, well, this annoying sound is no fun on a podcast, so I'm going to finish here. Anyway, I'm at G-A-R-U-T-C-H. The, uh, if you want to enter into the uh, free podcast uh, for next week, I want you to text me the secret word, which is purple potato. (laughs) Anyway, have a great week. At G-A-R-U-T-C-H, this is Gregory Rutchett, First Marathon.